Hello, my name is Chris, and I want to thank you for joining us for this Tenant Cloud podcast. In today's episode, we are going to cover when listing a rental property on the market, how easy it is to make the mistake of leaving money on the table. And if you leave too much money on the table, it can be costly in the long run. So in this episode, we're going to cover the five steps that professionals follow when pricing their rentals to help make sure that you are earning the most out of your rental property every single time you go to market. So there are five proven steps that professionals use in the real estate industry when they're going to market with a rental property. And these are very straightforward points that we want to jump right into and cover. And these will help you to make sure that you're positioned properly in the marketplace. It'll eliminate a lot of the questions and unknowns on how to proceed with pricing your rental to make sure that you're not leaving money on the table. So the number one thing that you want to do is you want to try to price your rental according to your property value. What do I mean by that? A lot of property owners who go to market with a rental property typically will price their rent somewhere between the range of 0.8 and somewhere around 1.2-1.3% of their home's value. So for instance, if your house appraises, let's just say at two hundred dollars or $250,000, you might charge somewhere between $2,000 and $2,500 or $2,700 each month for your rent. Now, keep in mind, of course, if you price too high, then it might be challenging to find a qualified tenant. So it's also important that you keep track of the your property in comparison to other properties on the market, which leads us to the number two thing that professionals do when pricing a rental property. Number two is you want to keep tabs on the local market. And I say, and I want to emphasize again, the word local market. Don't worry about county, state, regional, country, sometimes not even your entire neighborhood, sometimes just your block You want to make sure that you are keeping tabs on the local market rate and vacancy rates, how many rentals are available in your marketplace. You want to see how long a unit sits on the market. Is it two weeks? Is it three days? Is it two months? And you want to keep track of that as it changes over the course of time because that will allow you to keep a pulse on the local market. The other thing you want to do is the avail- keep a tab on the available inventory and the type of inventory that's available. Because if rental properties are sticking around for 30, 45 days in your local market, that may not have any bearing on you if you are renting out a three-bedroom and everything that's available on the market is a two-bedroom or a studio and there are no three-bedrooms in your area. And so those keeping tabs on those things will really help you to keep a pulse on the local market to make sure that you are priced accordingly because if you have low inventory and high demand, then typically you can command a higher price point in that range of that 0.8, 0.7 to 1.2% or so of your home's value and you can price accordingly. Number three, the third thing that professionals do is they understand that people pay for convenience. So you need to keep your amenities and features and location in mind. It doesn't take you long to find research and surveys all over the internet that have been conducted over the years to see what renters are willing to pay for. Things that renters are willing to pay for range from everything from a pet-friendly rental, which we've covered in other podcast episodes, 
uh, on the Tenant Cloud podcast. I highly recommend that you check those out. They're full of very important information about pet ownership and the current generations being some of the highest pet ownership generations ever recorded in history, as long as that's been kept track of, as well as tenants will pay for things such as reserved parking spots. Nobody wants to be fighting for a parking spot, especially if they're coming home late at night. They don't want to have to walk long distances from their apartment or from their single family home or whatever it is, as well as other things like in-unit washers and dryers, the convenience of not having to go to a laundromat or a community laundry room. And then other things such as high-speed internet, which is even more important now than it's ever been before because everybody's homes are all connected to the internet. More people are working remotely than they ever have before and having the ability to depend on a reliable and fast high-speed internet, especially things like direct fiber services. Those are all premium conveniences that people will pay for, not to mention the typical things such as proximity to stores, local restaurants, public transportation. A lot of people don't like to drive these days. People want to just have some type of transportation, whether that's Uber or Lyft or some other form of transportation that they can take other than their own vehicle. So when they want to go out with their friends and hang out, uh, go out uh, for an evening, that type of stuff, they don't have to drive. And so all of those things are very important to people. And then there's other things such as security in the rental and security systems, cameras, and all of that good stuff. And you can find that that information over and over and over again in every survey that's ever been done on what people pay for in terms of convenience, amenities, and features. Number four, the number four thing that professionals realize when they go to price a rental is the importance of a rent estimate tool. And a lot of people will use tools because they are available now uh, pretty much anywhere you look. In fact, the Tenant Cloud platform has a tool that provides rent estimates. It's called our Rent Range Report. And it allows you to put in the information for any given rental that you're about to list on the marketplace. And it gives you a local report for your area and tells you what other rentals that are comparable to yours are going for in any given area, along with a lot of helpful data and statistics for your specific area, for your neighborhood. And it really helps you to dial in and really pinpoint what a good place is for listing your rental in that market. And so professionals realize that technology is one of the key tools that they can use to make sure that their rentals are positioned as best as possible in the marketplace. The fifth and final thing that we want to cover is the lease length premium. And this is something that a lot of people forget. And it also has to do with your location. For instance, if you are in a college town, typically students don't need a full 12, 14, 16, 18 month lease. Many times they just need a semester lease. So whether it's a four, six, eight, whatever month lease, those are the leases that they're going to want. And they will pay a premium for those leases, especially if you're in a college town that has low inventory to begin with. For instance, I recently read that a lot of students in the Baylor area in Waco are staying in hotels and other short-term rentals because they don't have enough student rental properties in the area around Baylor. And so if you are in a college town, you need to be aware of those things so that you can price yourself accordingly. 
short-term business rentals. If you are in a city that has a lot of traffic for uh, businesses and business trips and it's a business-centric city, a lot of people come into town and they don't want to be paying for an Airbnb or a VRBO or anything like that for a month-by-month basis, but they do want a three, four, five, or six-month lease because that's the length of time they're going to be there conducting business in that city. And so, again, a lease-length premium would be to tack on a premium that you wouldn't otherwise have if you were just leasing to a regular 12, 16, or 18-month lease person. Other opportunities are things like remote work opportunists. A lot of people right now are able to relocate, even if it's only temporarily because their companies and their jobs are allowing them to work remotely. And while a lot of companies are going full-time remote, some it's just for the next 6, 12, 18 months, whatever it is. And so they don't want to permanently relocate anywhere. They don't want to go buy a house and sell the house where they're at and move completely move out of one city to another but they do want to move somewhere temporarily for six months or four months or three months, whatever it is, and experience a new city while they are working remotely during this time. And so keeping that in mind, if you are a destination city, a destination location where people want to come, they're going to work remotely for extended periods of time, and you can take advantage of those short lease terms that those people are looking for. You can absolutely add a premium onto those. So those are the five tips that I wanted to cover with you today that professionals keep in mind when pricing their rentals. So again, to quickly recap that, one is price your rental accordingly to your property value. Number two, keep tabs on the local market. Do not worry about state, regional, country, even county, sometimes not even the whole neighborhood, just your block of the neighborhood. As well as to keep in mind that people pay for convenience, so keep your amenities and features in mind as well as your location. Also remember to use technology to position your rental property as best as possible in the marketplace by using the data that is available to you that you don't have to do any work for. It's all there at your fingertips. And when you're pricing, make sure that you're pricing according to the lease length. So if you are in an area that you can take advantage of lease length premiums, absolutely go for it. It is one of the best things that you could do, especially in the strange real estate market that we are in right now, where people people really aren't tied down to any specific place. And it looks to be like that will probably continue to be a trend in the foreseeable future. So again, thanks for tuning in to this Tenant Cloud podcast. I definitely appreciate you taking the time to uh, spend here with us. I hope that you learned something. If you did, definitely leave a comment and let us know what you learned or what things you do to position your rental place in the market, as well as uh, share this with anybody that you feel like could benefit from hearing this information. Like, subscribe, comment, and we'll look forward to chatting with you next time.